Welcome to the West Country Rivers Trust Confluence Podcast with me, your host, Josie Purcell. We'll be taking a meander along the West Country's waterways and meeting the people who love them. And this month, as we celebrate the start of our Bringing Rivers to You campaign, I'm chatting with creative dancer and charcoal maker, forest school leader and forest bathing practitioner, and ancient woodland keeper, Katie, who is now turning her talents to the river tour. Listening along to find out more. I want to say a very warm welcome to Katie, who's joining us on our Confluence podcast this month. So yes, hello and a warm welcome to you, Katie. Hello, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to join you. I'm really excited to have a a chat uh, with you. We are going to talk about a really exciting project, all about the sort of the river tour that you've created. Um, But before we actually really look into that into sort of more detail, I'd actually really quite like to learn a little bit more about you and your background. What what can you tell me? You can start as you can start wherever you wish. (laughs) Um, So currently... Um, my husband and I are very, very fortunate. We own and manage some woodland in the Tall Valley in North Devon. We've got 15 and a half acres and we've now been here 11 years. Um, we are charcoal makers, but we also run um, arts projects and courses um, and heritage craft um, projects as well. But neither of us come from a conservation or a woodland background. So I actually trained as a dancer, um, which isn't the usual route for becoming a charcoal maker. No. (laughs) Um, I I know. Um, So that that's where I came from, was doing making dance pieces. And but my dance work was all uh, site specific. So that means that I was making work for non-theatre spaces and they were um, work that was tailored very specifically to that place or that Mm -hmm. environment. So initially they were man-made environments. So car parks, castles, heritage Mm -hmm. towers, those kind of things. But when I moved to Devon, that focus shifted to the natural environment. And so then I would work in a very um, particular place and again be making work very specifically for mm. that um, that location. Um, when I started making work, I was very hesitant about doing anything within the natural environment because I felt that it was already it kind of was already perfect. And so what could I what could I say mm. about it? But it's only since I've become a land manager myself of then Mm. sort of really understanding and appreciating how much there's this symbiotic relationship between us and our environment and how how we can have a really positive impact on the land. Um, And I think until I moved to Devon I'd always been in in that sort of impression that somehow we were the baddies 
and the best thing for the land and the environment was if we stepped back as far as far as possible so that has kind of shifted and that's that's changed for me now so having that sort of hands-on that ability to sort of immerse yourself in your surroundings and through the the woodland and exactly exactly um and so yeah we're in you know we're in the tall valley and so I can look from my gate I look across a field floodplain and then there's the river tour so I you know I can see the river tour um all the time um so that and is most a- of the time that's where the tour stays there are times that the tour has come all the way across the floodplain and okay. all the way across the next field as well. Um, but because we're on a valley side, um, it's it's still a long way, a long way from our gate. So, yeah. So having that, having the river so close to where you live and where you work with the, the woodland side of your life, shall we say, um, that's presumably had this... Um, building influence on you um, personally and creatively so how would you say then your relationship to nature and perhaps the river um, has been specifically influenced by this close proximity to it? Um, To be honest until very recently in the last couple of years Mm. I've kind of taken the river for granted um, and We'll kind of get onto that a little bit more without going on tour. Um, But with, in terms of the woodland, just really um, knowing and understanding just simple things like, you know, where the wet patch is and where certain, um, where certain species of birds maybe are nesting. And so then how that will inform how you move around or how you work in the woodland but because I then want to teach people and mm-hmm. share with them my love of, up until now, the woodland and, and woodlands in general, mm. um, I've then been actively finding projects or finding ways that I can then um, create a project that would then be interesting and um enticing i guess for local schools or local community groups so i i work very specifically with you know i will design a project as much for a particular group as Mm -hmm. i will for my for a particular area within my woodland or a particular aspect of my woodland Mm. um and so that then becomes a co-creation process with that community group. Um, And like I said, I've sort of just taken the river for granted that the river is, the river is a constant. The river is something that's always there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a pain because our lane will get flooded. And so then to get out, I have to do a longer sort of eight mile detour to get out because the lanes become flooded. but apart from that, or just crossing that there's a bridge that goes over at Umberley that goes over the river tour. And you sort of, as you go over that bridge, you kind of notice how high or how low the river is. Um, yeah. And so you just kind of, 
but it's not until I've started my current project that I've really begun to sort of really see the river mm-hmm. in terms of you know and really see it rather than just looking at it if, yeah. if you see the difference I'm making so the project you're 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 referring to and the the project um we we want to really talk about is is called going on tour um that's so a little right play on words there <laughs> Which well, it was a gift I mean with the, the name like tour you you can't you, you know couldn't resist it really absolutely absolutely and I think it's um it it absolutely describes in a sense what you're actually doing in many different ways with this project and I'll let you in your own words obviously um tell people who are listening in all about it but it's you participating in and along the river and like you say with with others um so it really is that sense of of um being in partnership with the with the the sort of the freshwater habitat itself uh, and the water that's that's um flowing down the you know downstream etc or upstream either way (laughs) um but yeah what what in your own words then what would how would you describe going on tour so going on tour is a storytelling and poetry project and i'm going to be physically traveling the length of the river tour from its source um up on dartmoor all Mm. the way along its 70 two kilometer journey all the way down to the sea where it joins the torridge um in the estuary so again you kind of go is it biddeford is it biddeford estuary is it barnstable estuary it seems to depend which river your allegiances are (laughs) with um and along that way i'm going to be collecting stories Mm. now when i started the project i thought i would be able to collect folk tales about the river tour and that I would then reimagine and rework those folk tales to then be able to produce a live performance at the end of the project. Okay. What's happened though is that there aren't or I haven't found any. If any of your listeners know of any, I would love to be pointed in the right direction. I haven't found any specific folk tales about mm-hmm. the tour. I found a lot of, um, there's loads of folk tales about Dartmoor, there's loads of folk tales about rivers, but nothing that I could specifically tie to the river tour itself. Mm. So I'm now finding um, historical fact, archaeological fact, looking at the um, ecology as well. And then also just looking at people's personal reflections and memories about the tour. And so now I'm using those to weave together some kind of live performance. And I'm also going to be producing seven podcasts. Um, There will be an exhibition at the Museum of Barnstable and North Devon next summer. Um, And there'll be an accompanying book with that exhibition and then, like I said, there's going to be my performances um, as well. Fantastic. So I'm going to also be working with seven community groups that are linked to the tour in some way. So most of the, that linkage is sort of geographical, that they are that they just live near the tour. So that's going to be uh, three primary schools, 
And then yeah. there's some community groups based up in Barnstable. So this morning, for instance, I was up um, talking to the English students um, who go along to English classes at Sunrise Diversity. And so that's a class uh, specifically um, for recent um, migrants um, or um, refugees mm -hmm. that have moved into the area who want to learn English. And so I was working with them this morning and oh, took fantastic. them down to the river. And we were then just thinking about thinking about the kind of language that maybe we we would use to describe a river or how we feel about a river. Um, and also what was lovely with that group was that almost straight away, they then felt some kind of link to the river from their homeland. Oh. And so there was just there was something really lovely, you know, yeah. about that and about them going, Oh, I used to go fishing with my dad. We used to get up really early and go fishing. And then somebody else telling me how they used to live um, upstream of a river was showing me images of that river where it empties out into the Atlantic. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Just that, imme that, that immediate connection about there's something about um, water that can, you know, that can connect us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that was really lovely. And then I will be working with people from the Memory Cafe. So that's people with memory and dementia um, issues. Mm. And then also working with the youth, youth centre as well. And then there's a women's walking group. So quite a wide, diverse range of people that I'm going to be um, working with. And as, and as well as that, there's then all of the landowners whose land you know butts up to mm. the river and then there's the people that use the river currently which is you know, the fishermen um but equally i'm i'm interested in the people that walk their dog yes along the river so just that kind of anywhere that people have got some kind of relationship with the with the yeah. tour um, just to build up a picture of the significance of the river because through the research that I've done just kind of seeing how significant the river is mm. in shaping this valley and also shaping the human activity within it mm. whether that was the old water mills it was the tin mining up in um, Dartmoor it's the mm. boat building up in Barnstable the salmon fishing um, yeah. And then the recreational stuff that's happening now. Um, it's quite amazing, as you, you said earlier, you mentioned the word, I think, constant. And, and I think that's somehow, um, certainly in, in recent history, you know, it, rivers, water, it's just for us where we live, it's just there. It comes from the tap when we want to drink it. And um, it, it's sort of always just sort of there. You don't necessarily have to do if you've got no direct um connection with with the river have anything to do with um uh, you know a, a freshwater environment uh, uh, or, or a river or a stream etc so um i think it's a, a sort of a, a beautiful thing to do to sort of find all those little things when people suddenly realize oh gosh yeah i remember when i was little or just going back and taking someone you know someone taking the time to go and see the river and maybe sit near the river 
uh, are just you know just wonderful ways um to start appreciating what you know what they mean to us and and not just from from you know that a resource um that we you know the water that we need um they they can offer so much more than that as well and and it's it's lovely to i think with your project to sort of create something that is is sort of a, a mutual um I'm not don't think appreciation is the right word although that will suffice <laughs> yeah I, I think there's also something about how um certainly looking at the history how the there was a real people had a real tangible link with their river mm. so that the river was you know was used for transportation and so the, wood was floated down river to um, to Barnstable you know it was a place where limestone and coal was you know was ferried up and down the river on little tiny crafts like the big ships would come in yes to Biddeford and would come into Barnstable but they would be oh, you know unloaded and it would be little tiny crafts that would be taking them to the lime kilns and then wow. to the farms and so there was so much connectivity between what was going on in North Devon and the importance of you know of the river and having access to a river mm. um so i do think there is something about our and my my project will only very lightly touch on this there is something around our access to the yeah. river because yeah. already i'm finding the places where i'm getting a lot of stories um historical and current is dartmoor and then um up towards Barnstable you know and they are two places that we have got virtually open public access yes and so there is still that and so somehow that vibrancy of connection has carried on in those places mm. and so therefore the the memories and the stories um have you know are, are still alive and still and still there to be found mm. the middle section of the river um I'm finding less less information about yes. and I think just basically because there were less people that have had such yeah. you know a, a constant kind of contact with yeah. the tour in some way yeah um, yeah I mean and I don't know it's raising questions for me about you know that now it feels like the rivers have become something that are there um for reputation and mm. whether that lowers its um therefore lowers its importance okay um and so therefore we don't we don't acknowledge them as much because you know if you're not somebody that wants to go wild swimming or kayaking or fishing why yeah. would you bother going to a river yeah yeah other than the fact that obviously I'm very biased and I'm, and, and I'm sure you are with the River Tour now as well. They, you know, in their own right are so beautiful. Why would you not want to go? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I think there's there's just something about that um, where we don't have to go to the river. Yes. And therefore, if we're not going to the river, we then don't notice Yeah. the as well as the beauty of it we equally don't notice how badly they're being treated yes 
with yeah. you know whether that be agricultural runoff whether that's from um sewage outspills yeah. um the fact that there's hardly any salmon you know in the mm. tour anymore um so just some of those things that we kind of become sort of oblivious to or if we if we're not if we haven't been going there on a regular basis or we don't know that information that we wouldn't even realize that yeah there aren't as many salmon now you know maybe you kind of go well you think that that's what the number of salmon that we currently have is the number of salmon there's always been mm. whereas with some of the stories i've been hearing from people they would just go like oh no we used to be able to just walk out with a fork yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know literally like a gardening fork and would be able to go I mean obviously this is going back yes to the 19 yeah. sort of 50s 40s that kind of era yeah or remembering that grandfather saying that that's what he used to do and some of those sort of stories that I've been yeah. hearing I think um, as well with the salmon I mean the salmon is obviously a a good indicator for, for, for the river's health as well. And, you know, it's all part of that sort of um, cycle, isn't it, of of, uh, of life and how it's all sort of in, interconnected. So certainly when one species starts to diminish for for whatever reasons, um, you know, it, it's then that impact. So people might think, well, so some people, like you say, if they don't have a personal connection, might think, well, why does it matter if there aren't that many salmon anymore um but it is that element of well actually yes for, for this habitat for this um uh, system and its health and the river health you know yes it is important and if numbers are declining then you you do need to stop and take note and and act on that um so yes yeah, so it'll be interesting to to see how how perhaps how many other sort of stories you you get as the you know the more people you you're you're talking to um and i think the river tour as well is also the river that tarka the otter yes. is uh um you know some people again might 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 recognize that that name of a of a book um that's quite a few years i think that was written back in the 20s i think wasn't it from, yes uh, i think yeah. it was so yeah i mean tarka traveled the river torridge and the river tour and then also was up in the estuary as well um but so I think... there's uh, the junction pool is sort of somewhere that gets talked about which is where the river mole um joins the river tour um so yeah and and there is also, and then obviously with the West Country Rivers Trust, um, there's there's also the, um, oh my goodness, his name's just gone flying out of my head. Do you mean the poet? Yes, Ted Hughes. <laughs> I was going to uh, test myself then, because obviously, <laughs> yes, very, very And so obviously like Ted Hughes, you know, he lived at North Torton and he used to yeah. fish on the tour as monks you know other places as well so there is that kind of literary connection to the tour so that idea of poetry and storytelling yeah. um is is also kind of there anyway um mm. so yeah that's um, and so i 
I mean, I would be really interested if there was any of your listeners, if they had any stories about the tour. I mean, it wouldn't even necessarily have to be a story that was theirs, if it was something that they had heard from a family mm. member or a friend, or even just some random piece of history that they vaguely remember hearing somebody talk about down the pub. Um, anything like that I would love I would love to hear those just to kind of build as broader picture of the tour as possible absolutely and we'll make sure at the end of our, our chat that we we let people know how they can can find out more and, and where they could perhaps send those those um uh, memories or stories and tales too because I think uh, it's almost sort of a uh, like sort of building, you, you said you couldn't find any folk tales necessarily about the tour it, itself, um, but it could be almost like creating this sort of folk tale for the future with all this information that you're gathering. Um, exactly, exactly. And that, funny, that was my, because initially I was a bit sort of like, oh, what do I do? And then you can go, well, the folk tales must have started somewhere. Somebody yeah. somewhere started telling a story and if the story is good enough, somebody else will hear it and then they will tell the story. So maybe th this is creating, you know, the new, the new folk tales of, of the tour now. And then hopefully they will be good enough that people will want to carry on sharing oh, them in, you know, in years to come as well. That would be brilliant. What, what a <laughs> legacy as well. I mean, how long is your the project because you're you're quite new into the project aren't you so how long yes. have you got left so it's only just it's literally only just started so it's actually 18 months long so the first part of it from now until the end of July is my community engagement work so that's when I'm specifically mm -hmm. working with those the seven community groups um, during the summer um, I'm having a canoe handmade for me which is going to be a skin on frame canoe wow. because when I say I'm traveling down the tour I'm physically traveling in the river rather than walking along the river bank yeah so for the first part of it I will be swimming okay um, because there I, I couldn't get permission to canoe and mm -hmm. also because to be honest I wouldn't be able to canoe the river is too wiggly and woggly and too rocky <laughs> to be able to do that anyway um when I can I will get into the canoe and then I will paddle down all the way down to Crow Point okay um but so on this canoe over the summer I'm going to actually um write onto the skin when I say skin it's it's fabric I mean once upon a time it would have been mm. an animal skin but this is just um a fabric and I'm actually going to write on some of the community's poems or words that they have given to me or said in the course of the workshops, mm -hmm. um, as well as some of my own. So the the idea is that I'm I'm wanting to give something back to the river as mm -hmm. well. And also within that process of creating poems and creating stories. I'm going to work with the community groups to find a way that the river can, can become a co-creator within that process. Yeah. Um, so that the river somehow has editorial control. So it's not just okay. us um, 
sort of saying everything um yeah and also I'm going to be using a hydrophone which is a microphone that can work in water as opposed to working in air um and so I'll also be recording the sounds of the tour itself um oh, wow. and then also wanting to look at ways that I can speak poems to the river and then record how that sounds to the river oh wow have you ever uh, done anything like that before then no is- this is all completely new for me and so it's all I mean it's all an experiment it may just it may just sound awful um but or at least to my ears it may sound awful to the tour the tour may decide that that's glorious and yeah. that's what she wants um and have then you- sorry what were you going to say? Sorry, say have you um uh you know sort of to to protect rivers in, in around the world some rivers are sort of being given what people are is being referred to as sort of personhood and i yes. think that's more of a legal thing a legal sort of right that that campaigners have, have, have um, achieved for some rivers is that sort of the something that 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 co-creation idea sits within then yeah because i i want like you said I don't want you were saying about it um appreciating the river just for itself rather Mm. than for the resource that it it provides us yeah um so I don't want to feel that my project is just on the take that I'm just like I'm just going there and getting nice photographs and going there and getting you know that I'm getting inspiration and yeah I, I want to feel that there is there is something being given back to the river which I hope that that's by me amplifying the tour and amplifying how important the tour has been and so if it has been really important surely it should be into the future as well Um, and so that then with through the podcast and through the stories and through just talking to people and hearing their their sense of connection people seem to it's kind of like a marmite thing i think mm. people seem to either be really ambivalent or they are really passionately connected to the tour in some way that they have you know it's the place that um they return to it's the place that they go to if, if mm. they are they've had a really horrible day at work they go to the river and they will just mm. sit. And as one woman said to me, you know, this is the place that I come, even though the, you know, this place where it is, the, the river is, is a guts, a gutsy river with jakey mud. <laughs> and well, still, I, I don't fully understand what those words mean, but I just love the idea of a gutsy river with jakey mud. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what, Certainly not what Jakesy means, but I love the sound of it. What wonderful! Well, what... apparently, I've had we had that unpicked. There was somebody else sitting there when this woman was talking to me, and the gentleman said, "Ah, that's from uh, that's an army word. Okay. To go to the Jakes was to go to the toilet." Oh. <laughs> so when her dad was talking about Jakesy mud, yeah. Um. Yeah. Which up at Barnstable, when you go and look at it, 
Yeah, it is pretty jakesy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking, oh gosh, yeah, sort of uh, some of the sewage issues that you might might. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but what a, what a wonderful word to discover! So, I know. Yeah. So it's just some of those things that you know and lovely, and that she sort of said, you know, putting that all to one side, it was still a place that yeah. she wanted to go to because also that was the place that she went. Um, went fishing with her dad mm. and so therefore the river also has all of these lovely memories and connections for her to her dad mm. as well yes yeah um, so anyway so yes so so for me there is something about wanting to give something back to the mm. river and also to allow the river in some way to have to have some kind of agency within the um within the project yeah. which when i'm either swimming or i'm canoeing down you know the river will be um pushing me quite literally mm. because of the current and because of the flow in certain directions um i'm not i'm not, i'm new to canoeing as well so i've had to learn to canoe for the project oh wow um I'm having to learn how to use all kinds of field recording equipment. So it, it's been quite a, um, a steep learning curve for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really, that, that's, that's a, a really good thing. I think, you know, certainly if you're creative um, endeavours, um, well, any endeavour, but yeah, if you push yourself and certainly do things that you perhaps haven't tried before, um, it, it can sort of de definitely sort of bring new insight into what you're doing, can't it? Yes, yes, definitely. And you know, and there is about um, about challenging and extending and pushing mm -hmm. your own creative practice. Yeah. Um, as well, because as much as it's the the concept behind the project, I feel is very you know fulfilling and worthwhile it also needs to be fulfilling and worthwhile for me um as in the actual process as well yeah. it's not just the content you know the process needs to be um challenging and yeah well helping you know helping me kind of develop my creative my creative process and my creative practice um as well um because this is the first time that I've really stepped into calling myself a storyteller okay. so up until now um, I've used story but I would have called myself a psych practitioner or a dancer or mm. one of these other terms um, but there are so many ways aren't there of, of, of telling stories so I'm glad you've been I'm glad you're embracing it and feel yeah yeah well that that I have to say it's thanks to COVID um yeah. so that, that one of those lovely silver linings of being locked down and not being able to do your normal yeah. your normal work you know I couldn't bring community groups out to the woodland yeah. um so I had to think of different ways of connecting people with the natural environment yeah. so I ended up telling stories from my woodland and putting oh, it out on Facebook. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, 
On that note then, Katie, how can people find out about um, you and the work you do, even at the Woodlands, but also, um, you know, particularly around uh, going on tour, how can they find out more and, and how can they get involved if they want to? What's the best okay, way to so, do um, They could go to the website, which is www.couragecops.co.uk. Um or if they have some stories about the tour, they could email them to me, and that's office at couragecops.co.uk. Um, I have a Facebook page, which again is Courage Cops Creatives, um, and I'm on Instagram. And you're now going to ask me what my Instagram <laughs> is, which I have no idea. I think it's Courage Cops Creatives as well. I will make sure we, we, we put links um, in, in the podcast text when people click on okay, onto great. listen Thank as well. You. Yeah, so, so everyone should be able to find you. What's, what's the next thing that you've got coming up? Have you, have you got some events um, scheduled coming up? Um, so I, like I was saying this morning, I was with Sunrise Diversity and then mm. in a couple of weeks' time, that's when I start working with the three primary schools um, and then I'll be working with the other community groups as well. So that will happen Brilliant. all the way up until the end of July. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing sort of some meet the storyteller events um, at Barnstable Library as well, where people that then they will just be open general ones yeah. for, that people can come in and just talk to me about the tour or um just sharing some stories and then next year in March that's when the podcast will start to be released and all that information will be up either on Facebook or on our web page um, and then people will be able to listen in to those podcasts um, and then there's like I said there's going to be the exhibition which will be running from mid-May to the beginning of July again Brilliant. next year at the museum and then I'm also going to be doing the performances, which will be in June 2024. Um, so there's quite a lot that gets kind of packed in. Yes. Um, it all looked really good on paper. Um, and now that I'm coming to do it, you go, whoa, that's quite a lot of work that I've got <laughs> to do. <laughs> it's always the way. You're not alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, and we haven't said how you're involved, I've just realised. That's okay. Yeah, so um, not, not a worry at all. So um, uh, my colleagues in the education team, I believe, are going to be coming along and joining you at some of the educational workshops. That's so, right. Yeah, what, what, what more can you tell us about that then? Okay, so again, because of wanting to make this whole giving something back to the river... Um, it will be working with the primary school children. So there's four classes from the three different schools and they will all go down to their section of the river and will be engaged in some kind of citizen science. So that's where WRT are coming in, that they're providing that environmental and ecological expertise and children will then be doing some kind of citizen science activity. I don't know what that's going to be yet, so I'm really excited about... Um... <laughs> well, I won't say anything, and I'll leave that. I think it will be my colleague, Helen, so I'll probably leave that to Helen to 
to surprise you all with but I, I can imagine knowing what um, we've done in the past I, I know that it will be great fun and really a nice way for for the you know the the um, young people to to learn about their riv- the river yeah I mean exactly and then and then from that information that we got as well as our own personal experiences of the river the children will then stay at the river and we will then start to create poems and stories so that whole sort of um, ecological and environmental information inform their writing as well so that's you know it's fantastic that WRT are doing that so I don't have to learn all of that as well (laughs) (laughs) one little less thing to (laughs) yes exactly exactly oh brilliant well I'm really excited um, about this project Katie and um, it'd be lovely maybe uh, you know in a few months time we catch up and see how everything's gone over the the summer months Um, but thank you so much for having a chat today with me and I really think it you, you know you're building something that will be uh, a wonderful uh, uh, legacy around the River Tour and what it stands for, and and um, yeah, I'm very hopeful that you were you will be creating this this folk tale for the future. So thank you for chatting with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been lovely. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, Katie. Bye bye. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed learning about the Going On Tour project from Katie. I'm really excited to see where it leads and what she discovers about the river and the people who love the river um, and all that it stands for. It'd be great to see if we can uncover some folk tales or some myths and legends for her as well. And don't forget you can find out more about the project on her website or a Facebook page so you can see the details in the podcast text to take you straight there. And if you'd like to take part in our podcast and tell us about why you love West Country Rivers so much and what they mean to you, then you can email me, josie at wrt.org.uk or just let us know someone you'd like to hear from and we'll see if we can invite them along to have a chat. But until next time, keep wading in for water. Bye.